Happy Self-Care Sunday. This is your host, Sophia Nelson, and welcome to the Be The One You Need podcast. It is the first weekend in April. It is Palm Sunday, Self-Care Sunday, and uh, we started a new quarter this weekend, um, and it's important to recognize when we start something new because it's a reset. It's an opportunity for us to get a do-over, as I like to say. And we're going to talk about today being aware of what and who is worth our energy. Let's talk about it. Hey, everybody, I'm back. Um, So let's get right to it. I want to talk about on this self-care Sunday, on this Palm Sunday, the importance of understanding, embracing, and leaning into who and what, who and what are worthy of your time and your energy. Today, we're talking about time and energy. I've said this many times before, and I'm going to say it many times again. We get one life, one, whatever time we get, we don't know. But as I age, I become more mindful of time and I become more mindful of how I feel and I become more mindful of my energy, which is precious. And I likewise have become very attuned to how other people's energy, how other people's mindsets, how other people's vibrations, how other people that are close to me impact me. And I've come to a couple of thoughtful, I hope, conclusions that I want to pass on to you because as we traverse this post-COVID highway that we're on, as we traverse this post, we all dealt with a lot of traumatic things, not seeing our loved ones, not being able to see our new grandbabies, not being able to see nieces, nephews, brothers, sisters, mothers, fathers, being out of the office and learning how to reinvent work, how to operate with Zoom, which none of us had a clue about in January of 2020 and became our best friend by the spring and summer of 2020. And so we've all been through something collectively on this earth. And a a good friend said to me the other day, you know, Sophia, I feel like in many ways, although it seems like everything is falling apart in our lives and that people are at each other's throats and that we're angry and we're violent and we're all of these things, and we are, I also see, this is what the friend said, people wanting to come back to common sense, people wanting to come back to connection, people wanting to come back to spending quality time with their families and their friends and to really see some of the world, to do the things that make them come alive, that make them feel vibrant and not just exist and not just coast or not just accept that because I'm a certain age or because I've been divorced or because I'm a widower or whatever it is that somehow it's over for me. And you know what? I agree with that. I agree with that sentiment. I wholeheartedly agree. I see it in myself and I see it in others around me who really get the impact of this moment we've all lived through. But my message to you today is one about your time and your energy. And when you understand that your time on this earth is short, if you live to be 100, 100 years as opposed to forever, as opposed to eternity in this week of Palm Sunday leading up to Easter Sunday and then Resurrection Sunday is a time when we should be reflecting on 
who we are, what we want, what we need, and how we feel. Because it's a time for us to have a a reflection. As I mentioned in the introduction, we are in the second quarter of the new year. April, May, June are the next three months of this quarter. We go from spring to summer pretty quickly. And then autumn will be here before we know it. And then another year will be behind us before we know it. So I want you to really think about your time and your energy as you start this new week, go into this new quarter of this new year, into this new month. And be mindful of what you see around you because spring is all around us. But the secret is spring is really in us. And if we will but limit, protect, set boundaries around our hearts, our minds, our souls, and we will guard them and protect them from things that we know will hurt us, from people that we know will take us for granted, from people that we know are only interested in what we can do for them, never what they can do for us, from jobs that drain the life out of us, from friendships that long ago expired that we somehow keep around us. If we would but honor those things in the context of time and energy, we will learn how to not be distracted by the wrong people, by the wrong things. We will learn what to pour our time and our energy into and what not to. And so today, I'm challenging you to ask the question, I'm challenging you to be mindful of what and who is worth your time and your energy. You know, I was on a flight recently and um, I've flown a lot in my life. I've been all over the world. And, um, you know, we've all been on flights that are wonderful and calm and serene. And then we've been on flights that are difficult. They have turbulence. And I was on a flight very recently where the turbulence was extreme. Um, The wind shear was extreme. And it was a decent sized plane, but not big enough where it could really cut through um, that type of wind shear and wind turbulence. And the pilot came on and he said, listen, as we descend into Washington, uh, we're going to experience some serious turbulence and some wind shear as I try to land this plane. He's like, but trust that we are experienced. We've got this. We're going to get you on the ground safely. And we're going to try to do it with as little disruption as possible. And so as he began his descent, don't miss what I'm about to share. As he began his descent, I noticed that I began to feel anxious and I don't, I'm just not that person. Those of you that know me know I'm not afraid of much of anything. As I'm getting older, I get a little more anxious. I'm a little more fearful of things. And I think some of that is just understanding that time is valuable and that uh, the energy we carry within us and what we put out in the world is valuable. And whenever we human beings fear that we're in danger or that harm may come to us, we get anxious. It's flight or fright syndrome, right? It's that physiological response that says, something's not quite right here in any way. As he began to to descend, the turbulence was extreme. And the plane was literally, if you've ever seen Top Gun, the first one, and you remember when um, 
Maverick he opens up the movie and he and um, the other pilot, I think it was a guy named Hollywood, was that his name? And, you know, they're landing and this guy's coming apart. He's stressed out. He barely lands the plane on one wheel. It's, it's you know, definitely rocky when he's coming in. They fear that he's going to crash on the aircraft carrier and it's going to be a mess. That's how that plane was rocking. And I began quietly as I heard whimpers around me, some gasp around me, some screams around me, particularly from children and small babies who didn't know what was wrong, but they knew something was wrong. There's a human sense when there's danger or when there's something we ought to be afraid of. And as the plane began to rock and reel and I was in first class and I had the wireless and I was texting two of my really good friends who I know are prayers, who I know are uh, people of God and who I said, pray me in because this flight is really bad. It's really turbulent. And I've never experienced something this frightening where I actually fear that we may not get on the ground. And uh, you know, make sure you tell my family I love them and I don't want to text them because I don't want to frighten them, but this is really bad. And so the flight continued to be very disruptive and very disturbing. And as we began to try to land, as he finally got us down to the altitude where he was beginning to make that final descent into Dulles, the wind began to pick up. And you could tell that he had already started his descent to go and he had to go back up because the wind shear was too bad. And this went on a few times. And at some point, I became so anxious and so stressed out and so upset that I literally got sick to my stomach. And then beyond that, um, I began to quietly notice tears were falling in my eyes. And again, this isn't me. And what I realized was, is that it wasn't the flight that had me upset or sick to my stomach. It wasn't the turbulence. It wasn't even uh, the stress and the distress around me. It was what was within me. Let me say that again. It wasn't what was around me, not the turbulence, not the wind, not the plane, not the crying babies, not the screaming ladies. None of that was what was getting to me. What was getting to me was the fear and the worry and the distress that I've been carrying for a really long time over these past few years. And I've been through a lot of hell. I'm not going to lie. The last few years since my mother got sick in 2019, and then we went to COVID. And of course, you know, I got COVID very early. And then, you know, we get through that. Then I got it a second time after the vaccines came out. And then I had the whole nightmare on my college campus over a tweet, protested, people threatening, menacing, saying horrific things. Um, It was embarrassing. It was humiliating. Um, dealing with the emotional distress of that, the physical distress of that, then mom's health, not only not getting better, she had to retire, then the financial worries and all of that that I've been carrying for the last few years. And I've talked about very little and I've tried to press it down and keep going and press it down and keep going. It caught up with me on that flight. And It all kind of came up and out. And it made me stop and think about, Sophia, 
What is it that you want to do with what's left of your life? What is it that matters to you? What is it that you want? What is it that you need? How are you feeling? And it's time, Sophia, for you to put you first. It's time for you, to Sophia, to become a priority in your own life. And you can't do that like this. What am I saying? What I'm saying is this. It's time for you to ask yourself, what and who are worthy of my time and my energy? Because I can tell you unequivocally, my friends, that I have spent a lifetime, a lifetime, putting everybody before myself. I've spent a lifetime making people a high priority in my life where I was a very low priority in theirs. I've spent a lifetime trying to fix broken birds and heal people coming to me with their tales of woe and being a great friend to people who were really bad friends. I've spent a lifetime putting the needs of my family first and letting them bring their drama to me and letting them uh, talk me into handling their legal work for free because I'm the attorney in the family and I could go on and on and on. And it dawned on me when I was on this plane with all this turbulence around me that it was a metaphor for my life. A metaphor for my life. My life is that plane. My life is that plane. And as I got sick to my stomach and and, and my ears were hurting and it was just like I was in some type of outer body experience. And when we finally got on the ground, I was praying the whole way down, but I, I was praying And when I finally got on the ground, I just said, thank you, God. And I said, I don't know if I'm going to fly again because this was traumatic. This was upsetting. I feel I feel traumatized by this. And that's not normally how I talk. And as I was able to step back and share it with one of my best friends, she said to me, you know what? I hear you. I've been here. I've witnessed it. I don't know how you've gotten through these last few years with all the hell you've had thrown at you. It's been In one sense, she said, all inspiring to watch. And in another, it's been heartbreaking to watch because I don't know how you're still here, but you are. And she said, the important thing is not that there was turbulence, but that the pilot who was competent and capable got you on the ground despite the turbulence. She said, and you have to see your own life like that, Sophia. That no matter what hell is broken out against you, no matter what you've lost, no matter what, 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 you always show up and you keep going and you still show up as a good person. And I want to say that to somebody out there today who is tired, they've drained you. In some cases, they've killed your passion, your joy, your fervor, because you have people around you who do nothing but take. Let me say this kindly. Those are not your people. And I don't give a damn if it's your mama or your daddy or your sister or your brother or your husband or whoever it is. Nobody has the right to demand your life of you or from you. Nobody has the right to bring you into their drama and expect you to fix it. Nobody has the right unless you give them that power. And I gave away a lot of my power over the years, a lot. And I'm awake now. And once you're awake, you begin to really consider this question that I'm asking of you today. Who and what is worth your time and your energy? 
You got to ask the question and you got to make that mental list. Sometimes you got to write it down. There are people in your life who need to go. Do the row check. I've said this many times. Check your front row. Some people in the front need to be moved to the back. Some need to go out the door. Some people in the back have been always there for you and you don't even see them. They need to be moved right up front because those are your true friends. The people who show up for you. The people who call to check on you. The people who care about you. The people who encourage you, who clap when you win. Those are the people you want in your life. Who and what is worth your energy? It is a great way to start a new quarter. It's a great way to get organized. It's a great way to be forward thinking about what your next is. In this moment, in this right now, what is your next? I know I'm thinking about it. I know who's been there for me over these last few years when the hell broke all the way out. Woo, we, I could name a few folks. Ride or die isn't even an appropriate enough word. Some of the people who should have been there, the people that I showed up for in big ways, the people that I did a lot of things, they weren't there. Oh, girl, I'll pray for you and never heard from them again. I know who they are. They don't have a place in my row, in my life, anywhere. If I ever see them, I'll be polite. But we're done. Your time and your energy is everything. It is the only thing we can never get back. You can get back wealth when you lose it. You can get another home when you lose When You can get another car. You can get another job. You cannot replace your time or the energy you expended on something, gave to something, poured into somebody. It never comes back. So protect it. Guard it. Keep it. Honor it. Build walls around it. Not... To keep people out per se and not to keep you from getting out per se. But to be like that levee system I saw when I was in New Orleans the other day. The new levees. It's the first time I've seen them. I hadn't been since Katrina. And being able to see how they, through the Army Corps of Engineers, installed uh, the levee so that there's never a breach like there was again. Levees give and take. They are able to... uh, push out water to take water on. When they work, they work and they protect. You need levees in your life. And one of the best levees systems that you can put in place, one of the best boundaries that you can build is guarding your time and guarding your energy. Because if you guard your time and if you guard your energy and if you are mindful of who is worthy of it, And who is not because there are people in your life that take up a whole hell of a lot of your time that are not worthy of it, that will never, ever show up for you the way you do for them, that will never pour back into you. I've said this many times. Life is about reciprocity, folks. And if you don't get that, you're not getting it. Every relationship you are in requires you to give something, but it also requires that you get something. Otherwise, you're in an unbalanced, unhealthy relationship, whether it's work, whether it's your personal life, whether it's your church life, whether it's your career life, whether it's your extracurricular life, whatever it is, there has to be a process of give and take. Give and take. Who and what is worthy of your time and your energy? I want you to really think about that. And I want you to really dig deep and ask yourself, Am I giving too much of me away? 
Am I letting people consume my time with foolishness and distraction and disruption and drama when I need to be about positive things, building positive things, doing positive things, the things I want to do? At this season of my life, I am about doing what I want to do, not what other people want me to do, not what other people think I have to do, but what I want to do. I've earned that. I've given away enough of my time and my energy. I'm asking you to love yourself enough to be the one you need by setting some healthy boundaries and starting this second quarter because my first quarter of 2023 was awful. My parent was sick the entire first quarter with one thing after another and these weren't little things. They were major things. And it damn near sent me to the crazy house. I'm not joking when I say I was on that plane vomiting. Shaking. Unwell. It wasn't the turbulence outside the plane. It wasn't the people in the plane. It was the turbulence inside of me. The things that I haven't been dealing with. The stress and the distress and all the drama that's been dropped on me. That I keep carrying and it's not mine to carry. I'm done with that. You should be too. What and who is worth your energy and your time? Ask the question. Dare to listen for the answer. And be honest. It's just you and you. And then start making some changes. Take baby steps. Take your power back. Take your time back. Take your energy back. Stop letting toxic people with their toxic energy spill into your life. I'm done. Listen, happy spring, happy April, happy second quarter. Let's do this. We'll have guests starting next week. Hope you had a great Women's History Month. I've got some clips up from um, some of the things I was blessed to do this month. Looking forward to another busy month of travel and speaking. And again in May as we go to Mother's Day and commencement. And I'm looking forward to a very restful summer and hopefully writing a new book. We'll see how that goes. I love you guys. Have a great week now. Bye-bye.